Chapter 2 The frogs and toads were making music like an underwater marimba band. There's a spring near the Swartberge, the black mountains behind my house, and a stream with little pools where the frogs sing love songs to their mates. The poiki was delicious. The meat and onions at the bottom were sticky and brown, and the layers of vegetables had that fire flavour. Leave some room for dessert, I said. I have a special chocolate cake and butterclakes with brandy sauce. Jenna, I haven't eaten those butter dumplings since I was a boy. My brother gave me a black eye once, fighting over the last clakey. We sat side by side on the stoop, listening to the frogs, holding hands and looking out across the felt. His hand was warm and wrapped all the way around mine. The moon was not yet up, so the burning stars filled the sky. The sky gets so big at night, I said. It's big in the day, too. Yeah, I agreed, but I don't notice it so much. Now it's so full and busy, all those stars and planets. Look there on the hilltop. That's Venus rising. So that one's Venus. When I can't sleep, I sit and watch it setting early in the morning. Hank's lamb butted at his thigh with its little horns, and he fed it a piece of aragula. He wasn't bottle-feeding Quissy anymore. You're still having nightmares, Maria. I'll go and make the coffee. What that man did to you. Yeah, I said, thinking of Fanny. But Hank was talking about the murderer who tried to kill me. Hank and I had first met when we were investigating a murder a few months ago. He didn't know the whole story about Fanny. You can get help, you know, Hank said. Counselling or something. The problems I had were bigger than Hank Cunnamaya knew about. The kind of problems no one else could help me with. I'm fine, I said. But sometimes... His phone rang. Sorry, he said, answering it. I went to the kitchen to prepare the dumplings and brandy sauce. I could hear him talking on the stoop. Shoo! They got her! She didn't run? Yeah, they'll keep her in Swellendam now. Maybe send her off for a psychological assessment. When I came back with the clakies, he was looking out into the darkness. What happened? I asked. Hink shook his head again. He didn't like to discuss work with me. Was it that woman? I asked, who stabbed her boyfriend in the heart. Jessie'd written about it in her plain Karoo Gazette. I did the love advice and recipe column, and she wrote the big stories. The woman was from our town, Lady Smith, but the murder had happened in Barrydale. The man had been eating supper in the Barrydale Hotel with a friend, and his girlfriend had walked up to him and stabbed him in the heart. While they were trying to save the man's life, the woman had just walked out. They've caught her, I said. Yeah, she went back to the Barrydale Hotel, had supper at the same table. He shook his head. You think she wanted to get caught? She must be crazy he said, stabbing him like that in front of all those people.
I wonder, I said, and then going back, I wonder what he did to her, I said to the dessert as I dished it onto our plates. I'm sure Aloys will have a story, he said. But it's over now. The Swillendam police cover Barrydale. Let's not talk about it on a night like this. He swept his hand out to show the flowers on my dress and the stars scattered across the soft, dark sky. The Bortreklake has put an end to the conversation anyway, because all that you can say when eating those cinnamon brandy dumplings is, Mmm, mmm, mmm. Then there was the cake. I didn't think my buttermilk chocolate cake could be improved. But then I invented another version with a cup of coffee in the dough, a layer of peanut butter and apricot jam in the middle, and an icing of melted coffee chocolate.